Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding, and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays, and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life. And be more dog. When you're depressed, where do you want to go? Cymbalta is a prescription medication. Tell your doctor right away if you're depressed. In a new direction, the Lord's forgiven you of everything in your life you don't want there, and you should Including your copy of America on DVD, have your credit card ready. Called a mosque in the worst possible place. The controversy? It's only two blocks from ground zero. This week, Sarah Palin, up to already raucous debate, went on Twitter. She called on Yo, sensory deception. You ain't censoring shit. My views through entertainment and news Infiltrated education, product placement in schools How I'm rocking my hat, how I'm lacing my shoes Eating the shit the media's force feeding You got little girls needing to believe me I believe it, bro, everyone's to blame All became a part of this, blinded by the greed We couldn't see the harm in this Artists are charging marketing offices Planting the artificial seeds and harvesting the narcissists Yo, it's sensory deception You can't censor my perception Hey yo, it's sensory deception. You can't censor my, censor my job. Hey yo, I touch it, I taste it, I smell it, I hear it, I see it. Rub it, I hate it, don't want it there. I need it. It's sensory deception. You can't censor my perception. Hey yo, I touch, taste, smell, hear, see, love, hate. Yo, it's mass murder by Frank Furters and hamburgers. Supersize your suicidal pack. You arrive on Uno Dollar, you and swallow that. Superficial world where everything's a fallacy. High speed, hook up disconnectors from reality. All knowing Android avoidance from thinking. Jim Jones pop, cold poison, punch drinking. We are at war with your Repetitive lines, hypnotized subconsciousness, rebellious rhymes, sabotage their reconnaissance, supreme dominance over the whole populace, hollowed out my head and filled the void with empty promises, bionic, I'm finding it ironic, they cutting down the truth to write lies on it, sexual saturation, instant gratification, consume a nation, missing imagination, mass communication, trapped in isolation, handful of corporations, got a grip, on all the stations, you know why? You know why? It's sensory deception. You can't censor my perception. Hey yo, it's sensory deception. You can't censor all, uh, censor all, uh, yo. Hey yo, I touch it, I taste it, I smell it, I hear it, I see it. Love it, I hate it, don't want it there. I need it. It's sensory deception. You can't censor my perception. 
Hey yo, I touch, taste, smell, hear, see, love, 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 rock.
nights at 10 p.m. on RazRadioLive.com and KinkyKatyRadio.com. It's Kinky Katie's World, hosted by Kinky Katie and Stuntcock. Who made this man a captain? The guy who sounds just like Norm MacDonald. Could have got my nose bit off by a Saigon whore. Pick up the nearest phone and dial 941-421-0401. Baby. You guys ready? This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
Just the truth, only the truth, and nothing but the truth. You'll listen to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, and RadioChaos.live. I hope you guys had a great week. I'll tell you what, I, I really enjoyed my week. There was no, uh, no weird things that went on for me this week, which, which really makes it nice. You know, it's nice when everything's calm and, and you can deal with your week without being stressed out. If things have slowed down. I'm happy with where life is at this given moment. At this given moment. Tonight, uh, you know, we had a, a, a wild light night. Ooh, let me try that in English. Would you like me to speak to you in English this evening? <laughs> we have a wild night lined up. I, just, I literally, as I was going to hit the intro music, I got a call. I got a message from uh, Danny, Danny Ponzelli. He's supposed to be joining me tonight around 7 o'clock. Sounds like he's getting held up at work a little bit. So if he can join in, uh, I hope to have him on board. At 6.30, I've got Scott Ricker joining me. Scott, if you're listening, which I'm hoping you're listening... Uh, maybe you can stick around with me a little bit longer than we initially discussed. I'll message you during the first break, and, and we'll we'll work all the details out. But yeah, so we got Scott Rickard and possibly, possibly Danny Ponzelli joining tonight. We'll see. You, you know, we got to work. You got to make a dollar. Unfortunately, in this world we live in, you got to make a dollar and, and pay the bills. It was a last-minute booking, so I'd like the guy. I'll, I'll, let him, I'll let him pass this time. How's that sound? Ha, 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 ha. I want to thank Shannon Burke again, ShannonBurkeShow.com. Uh, as usual, Tuesday segment. Uh, we have a lot of fun. You know, they laugh at me a lot, but I think they really get what I'm talking about. You know, I, I come across a little different on that show than I do on my own show. Uh, you, you, you know, I'm dealing with a different level of people there, so i got to dumb it down a little bit for them. But I try to touch on the things that really matter. You know, I, I try to nail the really important things uh, while I do my little segment with them. And it's fun. He's a, he's got a great show. Uh, he really does teeter on what we believe in or, or what I believe in. He'll never admit that he really believes it, but I, I think he believes more than he says. Again, I want to uh, uh, hope that everybody had a great week this week. Uh, again, we got so many different topics to cover. Uh, I've got every range of, of idea. When Scott joins me, we're going we're to discuss... Uh, some some whistleblowers from the from the intelligence service talking about how you know we created ISIS basically that, that's what they're going to talk about but we'll talk about that with Scott uh, I don't even I'm looking through the tabs here I've got open you know how I do it guys I do it very uncontrolled and and just fun I try to have fun while I do it and that's an important thing right I mean you you want to listen to a, a, a show you want to get educated you want to enjoy life while you're listening to it but you want to have fun at the same time. Something I'm not a very big proponent of, and I'll, I'll share this out all the time. I'm not a big proponent of open carry. I don't care if you want to open carry. I would never tell you you couldn't open carry. But it's not something I, uh, you know, make a choice to do. I don't want to open carry. I don't want somebody knowing, knowing that I am armed. Because, you know, you become the target if there is a bad guy around. But I stand up for the people to have the right to open carry. It, it's a right. You can open carry. I Go for it. If, if that's okay with you, if that's what you want to do, that's on you, brother. I'll keep my stuff concealed. The reason I bring this up, Breitbart story, North Carolina-based grocer, the Fresh, Mar- Fresh Market, 
says it will refuse to serve law-abiding customers who carry guns for self-defense. The decision came amid pressure from the Michael Bloomberg-funded group Moms Demand Action, which claims to have gathered nearly 4,000 signatures across North Carolina. Now, I would have to believe that the population of North Carolina is a hell of a lot bigger than 4,000 people. So it's a sin to hear that they've given in to this group, over 4,000 people, to pressure the fresh market into banning guns. According to the AP, the fresh market is asking law-abiding patrons to refrain from carrying guns to ensure a welcome environment where our customers and employees feel safe and treat one another with kindness and respect while shopping and working. Well, you know what, that's all lolly-dotty and happy, but... The average criminal is not going to have that mindset. No mention was the ma- was made of how the fresh market plans to protect unarmed patrons from criminals who have never been hindered by gun-free policies or a no-guns-allowed sign. Uh, traders reports, or for traders reports, the fresh market not only banned guns, but actually had their former CEO work with Moms Demand to formulate its new gun policy. Mom's Demand has unsuccessfully pressured Kroger's to ban guns for more than a year. Before that, they tried to get Starbucks and Staples to ban guns, both of which refused as well. The Fresh Market now joins Chipotle, Jack in the Box, Sonic, and Chili's on the list of businesses that changed their gun policies due to pressure from Mom's Demands. Demand. Pussies. Run your business. Don't allow a small group. That's getting 4,000 signatures in a state that, I mean, easily has to have, what, six or seven million people in it? You're allowing a small group to run your business. That goes to the whole, um, the whole, un- uh, or minimum wage discussion. I am not for minimum wage. I don't think there should be any minimum wage at all. None. Not one. You want to pay somebody $2 an hour, you're going to get the work of somebody getting paid $2 an hour. And your business is not going to flourish very well. Now is. Don't let a small group of people tell you how to run your business. Now, there's no fresh markets around me, so I can't not go to them. I don't go to Sonic. Well, I don't go to fast food, period, really. So that kind of eliminates that. Chili's, I didn't know Chili's uh, acquiesced to this. And I'll tell you what, in the state of Florida, if I have a concealed carry permit, I am not, which, you know, I do, I am not going to not carry my gun in Chili's because they say I can't have it. And they can throw me out. That's fine. They can call the cops on me. That's fine. I don't care. That's not their place to tell me what to do. And that's not a group like Mothers for Change or Mothers Demand to influence your business on how to operate your business. It's your business for a reason. So that really bothered me. That And it's not the first time I've seen those stories. And we know they go around and, and in the dumbass world we live in nowadays, people are stupid to think that bad guys aren't going to carry a gun in there because they don't let guns in there. I mean, that's... That's not ever been an issue. It's never been proven that more gun violence happens in gun-free zones. I mean, don't look at Chicago as a great example. Don't look at the movie theater shootings or school shootings. I mean, they're all gun-free zones, right? You should be safe there. You shouldn't have to worry about 
some bad guy with a gun or some good guy with my god there's a there's a law abiding law abiding citizen he's got a gun he may kill the bad guy we can't let that happen don't kill the bad guys we can't kill the bad guys and who who's going to go to prison who's going to who's going to make our shit that we get from the prisoners if we don't have bad guys so don't kill the bad guys just the really innocent bad guys kill Make sure you shoot the people that don't have guns. Because you know that's how it goes down anymore, it appears. So I just wanted to point that out. You know, I mentioned food stamps, and, and why don't we get that out of the way now also? But let's go over the food stamps. Because I noticed I posted this article, and I said, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything that they're saying. Okay. Interesting stance, right? It would say, well, what don't you agree with? One Missouri lawmaker is working to place more limits on the foods that may be purchased through the government's Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. According to the Washington Post, some foods such as steaks and seafood are seen more as luxuries than necessities to be covered by taxpayers. The proposed bill also bans the purchase of cookies, chips, energy drinks, and soft drinks. The bill's intention is to revent, revert to using stamps for nutritional assistance. What do you think about this idea? Is it a good idea? Good one? Or, or does it give too much control over the people? Or over what people eat? Sorry, I really stuttered on that one. Listen, there's a there's a... A new segment here, and I haven't listened to it. You know, I, I tell you guys all the time, I don't necessarily always listen to everything I'm going to present you. So let's let's listen to this together, and let's see what the Hi, approach I'm is. I'm Kate Nicole, and I captured the article from the Washington Post concerning um, steaks and seafood, as well as other junk food, being removed from um, food stamps, where people that... WTUG 92.9 FM, can you please work on the quality of equipment that you give your employees to use to make, uh, you know, promotional YouTube videos? Because, you, you know, you do have your banner in the background. Maybe give her a little better equipment to work with. Sorry about the audio quality, guys. Receive them would not be able to purchase those items with the stamps. They must be using food stamps to buy their audio equipment. Initially, when I read the article, I was a, thought it was a great idea. The reason why I thought it was a great idea is because I know with the WIC program, um, for women, infants, and children, they have uh, they're they're given vouchers where they can get the necessary items such as cereal, bread, you know, milk, vegetables, and fruits, whatever. So um, I thought, okay, if that's what they can receive, then why is it that those that receive food stamps should be given the option of uh, purchasing things that are considered luxuries? Well, that was until um, I, I posted the article on my personal Facebook page, and one of my Facebook friends um, made a comment. It's kind of lengthy, but it did change my perspective a little bit, okay? So um, I'm going to read it to you. Like I said, it is a little lengthy. Bear with me. Uh, it was written by Sonia Stevenson. I'm going to let her get through this, and then I'll get to my point. So everybody sit tight. And it says, yes, there are those that abuse the food stamp benefits, but there are equally as many that use them wisely. As with anything, the bad is going to overshadow the good. America is a democracy. We can't fight for freedom and our rights against the government for some things and then push for dictatorship on things so minute as what others place in their buggies. 
Sure, we, the middle class slash working class, catch a raw deal, but life would never be 100 for any of us. Why get rid of steak food and seafood protein? As a mother of four, I have caught better buys on steak than I have on milk, bacon, cereal, and yes, even chicken. If the debatable issue is tax dollars, then the disbursement of tax dollars and the percent of our contribution to this particular program is grossly misunderstood. With the average individual tax liability being between, being between 2500 and 3000 per year, about 1600 federally funded programs, with the lowest funded being around 10000 and the highest in the billions, only about 15 cents, oh, come on, uh, if that, of our hard-earned money is going towards someone else's food steps per year. All right, uh, enough of the comment. I'll get to my point here because here's my here's my thought on okay. Should we ban cookies, chips, energy drinks, soft drinks, candies, prepared foods? Absolutely. And prepared foods meaning hot foods. Yes, I have no problem with that. Why would we ban... One of the main staples in a healthy diet, which is steaks and meats and seafood. Now, I get a lot of people going, well, I can't afford to buy some New York strips or some ribeyes every night or a couple T-bones. So be it. But you know what? You can go buy yourself a pound and a half, two pound um, London broil, cut that sucker in half, and you can feed a family of three for two nights for eight to ten bucks. You can go get some nice sirloins. And some mushrooms and a $5 bottle of Marcella wine and make steak Marcella. And still spend less than 25 bucks making that entire meal for three people. So buying steaks is not a waste. Telling people how they should eat is not a waste. But banning them from eating healthy foods, good foods, and forcing them into buying prepackaged, pre-made, unhealthy, no nutritional value whatsoever, you know, uh, uh, hungry man dinners and shit like that is not adding to their nutritional value of their life. It's making their life easy. It's filling their fridge up with stuff that is useless to them. So why would they want to do that? Dumb, sick, and dependent. That's what they want us. That's what they want the majority of the population of the United States of America. They want us dumb, sick, and dependent. So how do they do that? Well, fluoridate our water, spray chemtrails above us, put stupid-ass entertainment on the TV for us to watch. There, you're dumb. Well, how do they keep you sick? Well, they prevent you if you are you know, having a rough time. And I'm going to get to some of the comments in the chat room there at uh, mixlr.com forward slash Radio Free Blood. I'm going to get to some of those comments. But how do they, how do they keep you sick? Well, they take the ability for people who need help, who need assistance for a short period of time, they make you eat crap because they're not going to let you buy steaks and seafood anymore. They keep you sick. Again, goes back to the fluoride and the chemtrails and whatever else they're, they're putting in our environment that's destroying our brain. They decrease our education. They make it harder for the parents to be able to teach their children, help their children learn by confusing the parents with the, with the process of how they educate them. And then, of course, they want us all dependent. How do they make us dependent? Well, maybe they increase the minimum wage 
which then in turn makes companies lower their workforce because they bring automated systems in to make it cheaper for them to run their business, which then forces more people onto unemployment or food stamps or some kind of assistance, which then again only gives you the ability to buy crap food, which keeps you sick. Do you see the circle of stupidity? Do you see idiocracy coming our way? They want us dumb, sick, and dependent, and we are almost there. They've almost accomplished what it is they're looking for. A population that's not going to stand up. A population that won't defend itself. A population that just doesn't even give a fuck. Now, I know most of you listening to me are not dumb, sick, independent. Or maybe you were at one time and you're coming out of that. Listen, I'm not going to lie. When my wife and I got together and we got pregnant unexpectedly, unexpectedly, and, you know, she was just coming out of going to school to learn her, her career, which ended up not being her career. Yeah, we were on food stamps for a little bit. We weren't on them for long. They made sure to get us the F off as soon as they could. But, yeah, we were on food stamps. And you know what? I'll be honest. I I was a chef, guys. All right? I can make some damn good food. And we ate excellent food when we were on food stamps. Better than we're eating now that we have to buy it ourselves. I'll be honest. We were getting over $500 a month in food. Guess what? We don't even spend close to $500 a month now that we're paying it ourselves. And we were struggling to spend the $500 plus a month we were getting. But we only got it for a short period of time. And as soon as taxes started coming out of Lexi's checks, they found out and they canceled it. Just like that. Which is the way it should be. You need help for a while. Maybe you're in a situation you weren't planning for. Not against. uh, I know Greg made some comments. Just go to work. You know what? You can work your ass off and still be struggling and still be having a hard time Because you made some bad choices. Absolutely. Maybe you didn't make any bad choices. Life has just put you in that situation. It happens. So I'm not against assisting people who need help. I'd rather spend more money assisting people that live within our country, feeding them and giving them medical care, than I would rebuilding countries that we go in on false pretenses and destroy. I would rather spend all that money on caring for the people that live in our nation than destroying other nations and then rebuilding them so that our elite banking military complex can go in there and, and suck out whatever it is they effing want from that country. That's, that's all. War is a racket. Smedley Butler. Just listen to that speech. I, you know what? As a matter of fact, coming back from the break, I'm going to get into that speech. Because I think that that's important. Off of everything I just said, I think that's an important thing to address. And we will address it. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Reyes. Four Toad and Lexi. Do I mention Four Toad? Sure. Four oh, Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. 
No, that's not like shit. What am I? Give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Doctor Bob, Doctor Bob, yeah. Doctor Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first fifty-two on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Fortoed. each other mothers and brothers then we blame it on the man say you gotta do it all for the struggles i'm asking the g for a better day to fill the world with peace no pain for days shout out to all the lights still shining cause the weight of the world can pull the wool over your eyes let's ride into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this that never happens when you dial 941-421-0401 at razradiolive.com we answer right away and pow 
You're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401 and avoid 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com Hey, this is Steve from The Chocolate Drop. And if you haven't heard the show lately, here's a little bit of what you've been missing. My week is over. Thank God. Uh, oh, God damn. See how Steve gets right? Steve's wicked. <laughs> so you, so you, so you wicked, Steve? I slap you again. I don't, there ain't no cameras in here. I don't know what her problem was, why she was licking people's cheese. See, black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> you know somebody black to complain, <laughs> and they call me a racist. The back of the toilet looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> um, I don't like that. You ever seen a vein this big? <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> she ate a rubber glove and she had to have her dog. <laughs> it was insane. It was absolutely insane. Um, I don't like that. Saturdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, RazRadioLive.com, and Salty Talk Radio. We talk about wheat.
today, Major General Smedley Butler had these words to say at the National BFW. War is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It is international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. There are only two things we should fight for. One is the defense of our homes and the other is the Bill of Rights. War for any other reason is simply a racket. It may seem odd for me, a military man, to adopt such a comparison. Truthfulness compels me to. I spent 33 years and four months in active military service as a member of this country's most agile military force, the Marine Corps. I served in all commissioned ranks from second lieutenant to major general. And during that period, I spent most of my time being a high-class muscle man for big business, for Wall Street, and for the bankers. I suspected I was just part of a racket at the time. Now I am sure of it. I helped make Mexico safe for American oil interests in 1914. I helped make Haiti and Cuba a decent place for the National Citibank boys. I helped in the raping of half a dozen Central American republics for the benefits of Wall Street. I helped purify Nicaragua for the international banking house of Brown Brothers in 1910. I brought light to the Dominican Republic for American sugar interests in 1916. In China, I helped to see to it that Standard Oil went its way unmolested. <laughs> Looking back on it, I feel I could have given Al Capone a few tips. The best he could do was operate his racket in three districts. I operated on three continents. A racket is best described, I believe, as something that is not what it seems to the majority of the people. Only a small, inside group knows what it is about. It is conducted for the benefit of the very few at the expense of the very many. In the World War, a mere handful garnered the profits of the conflict. At least 21,000 new millionaires and billionaires were made in the United States during the World War. How many of these war millionaires shouldered a rifle? How many of them dug a trench? How many of them knew what it meant to go hungry in a rat-infested dugout? How many of them spent sleepless, frightened nights ducking shells and shrapnel and machine gun bullets? Out of war, nations acquire additional territory if they are victorious. They just take it. This newly acquired territory promptly is exploited by the few, the self-same few who wrung dollars out of blood in the war. The general public shoulders the bill. It would have been far cheaper and safer for the average American who pays the bills to stay out of foreign entanglements. For a very few, this racket, like bootlegging and other underworld rackets, brings fancy profits. But the cost of operations is always transferred to the people who do not profit. Take the World War. It cost the United States taxpayer some $52 billion, and we haven't paid that debt yet. But ultimately, it's the soldier who pays the biggest part of the bill. If you don't believe this, visit the American cemeteries on the battlefields abroad, or visit any of the veterans' hospitals in the United States. Napoleon once said, all men are enamored of decorations, they positively hunger for them. So, by developing the Napoleonic system, the metal business, the government learned it could get soldiers for less money, because the boys liked to be decorated. Until the Civil War, there were no medals. Then the Congressional Medal of Honor was handed out. 
it made enlistments easier. In the World War, we used propaganda to make the boys accept conscription. They were made to feel ashamed if they didn't join the army. So vicious was this war propaganda that even God was brought into it. With few exceptions, our clergymen joined in the clamor to kill, kill, kill. To kill the Germans, God is on our side. It is his will that the Germans be killed. And in Germany, the good pastors called upon the Germans to kill the allies, to please the same God. Beautiful ideals were painted for our boys who were set out to die. This was the war to end all wars. This was the war to make the world safe for democracy. No one mentioned to them as they marched away that their going and their dying would mean huge war profits. Thus, having stuffed patriotism down their throats, it was decided to help make them pay for the war too. So we gave them the large salary of $30 a month. All they had to do for this munificent sum was to leave their dear ones behind, give up their jobs, lie in swampy trenches, and kill, and kill, and kill. And be killed. Well, war is a racket, all right. And the only way to smash this racket is to conscript capital, industry, and labor before the nation's manhood can be conscripted. Let all the officers, directors, high-powered executives, all the workers, managers, bankers, and yes, all the generals, admirals, officers, and all politicians, all government office holders, everyone in the nation, be restricted to a total monthly income not to exceed that paid to the soldier. Why shouldn't they? They aren't running any risk of being killed or having their bodies mangled or their minds shattered. The soldiers are. Give capital, industry, and labor 30 days to think it over, and I think you will find by that time there will be no war. Another step necessary in the fight to smash the war racket is the limited plebiscite to determine whether a war should be declared. A plebiscite not of all the voters, but merely of those who would be called upon to do the fighting and dying. There wouldn't be very much sense in having the president of a munitions factory or the head of an international banking firm or the manager of a uniform manufacturing plant all of whom see visions of tremendous profits in the event of war, voting on whether the nation should go to war or not. They never would be called upon to shoulder arms. Only those who would be called upon to risk their lives for their country should have the privilege of voting to determine whether the nation should go to war. That would smash the war racket. That and nothing else. The next war, according to experts, will be fought not with battleships, not by artillery, not with rifles, and not with machine guns. It will be fought with deadly chemicals and gases. But victory or defeat will be determined by the skill and ingenuity of our scientists. If we put them to work making poison gas and more and more fiendish mechanical and explosive instruments of destruction, they will have no time for the constructive job of building a greater prosperity for all peoples. By putting them to this useful job, we can all make more money out of peace than we can out of war. So, I say, to hell with war! Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean, Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. I see them blue. 
All right, guys. Welcome back to the first shift to RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, or RadioFreeBlood, <laughs> Radio Chaos. I hate when I mess that up. I think a lot was expressed, and I, I know a lot of you have probably heard that whole speech of Smedley Butler before. But it's an important speech. You know, one of the things that grabbed me as I was listening to that speech, if I can find my mouse here, there it is. One of the things that really grabbed me is, is one of the big stories that was from April 3rd was the U.S. military suicide rate remain high for seven years. The Pentagon reported Friday that 265 active duty service members killed themselves last year, continuing a trend of unusually high suicide rates that have plagued the U.S. military for at least seven years. The number of suicides among troops was 145 in 2001 and began to steadily increase until more than doubling to 321 in 2012, the worst year in recent history for service members killing themselves. The suicide rate for the Army that year was nearly 30 suicides per 100,000 soldiers, well above the national rate of 12.5 per 100,000. Now I want you to think about that. I want you to think about those numbers I just read that have begun since we started these stupid, illegal, unjustified wars against people that never attacked us. We have more of my brothers and sisters killing themselves than than really ever in history. That's not acceptable. Ooh, this is a good song. What a good song. I love this song. Sorry, I heard it playing in the back. You guys couldn't hear it. I could hear it, though, on my headphones. There's, There's too many... Good people killing themselves over something that they didn't decide to go into. And that bothers me. I know we're running a little behind, Scott. I appreciate, I know you're sitting there, brother. I appreciate your, your time and your patience. Uh, Danny is probably not going to be able to make it tonight. He got tied up, uh, with work. You know, again, we have to work, but uh, I keep my promises and we've got, one of my favorite interviews, somebody that I won't have to talk much once he starts flapping and getting his gums going. Scott, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having <laughs> me, Sean. I'm uh, ready know, to start flapping. <laughs> you know I love having you on, man. You are so so full of information, and, and you're going to bring so much. And I, I kind of stretched things out a little bit so I could keep you around. I know you've got another engagement at 8 o'clock. Why don't you tell everybody where you'll be at 8 o'clock? Well, I've been lucky enough to get uh, a lot of exposure on uh, Iranian uh, news press TV, and they've uh, they've been pretty good. They contact me uh, pretty much every day for uh, phone interviews, uh, Skype interviews, and probably two to three times a month for um, interviews at studios. I've done a couple now out of the Tampa studio, uh, PBS station there, 
and their live feeds uh, half hour shows called the debate on press tv and i've i've debated some pretty interesting people from uh different think tanks around the world uh different uh um i guess journalists as well as uh individuals that are involved in uh apac uh, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of different individuals they've exposed me to and i like it cuz it opens up uh different doors uh not just um uh, for me on radio shows like yours, but uh, but also uh, information. I, I, I find out who these guys work for. I do some research into their think tanks, research into their uh, their backgrounds, and, uh, you know, it helps me kind of put the pieces together on, you know, really what we're up against when we're, you know, when we're out there, you know, flipping through pages on our on our uh, on our screens of our computers and figuring out who's writing these things, where where did it originate, who are they talking about, what are the stories, you know, very much like when you sent uh, that story on the announcement uh, for the show and the uh, and the folks over at CENTCOM, and uh, so you know, I looked into the background of all the guys that were noted in that uh, uh, that that particular uh, um, that news report. I looked through my my Thread Six database and uh, and saw you know what kind of associations those guys have. Oh, so you got some yeah, good you got me. you got some good information connected to that story, which I do want to get to. That's the main reason why I had contacted you yeah, tonight. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to go a little longer, but that that is the main reason I want to get into that. But I want to start with um, what I opened, you know, rejoined with. What what's your thoughts on the? And I'm sure we're on the same page. But what's your thoughts on the military death on the suicide rate we're seeing uh, over oh, the that, past yeah, seven yeah. to ten years? Oh, it's horrible. I mean, yeah, I've I actually uh, done some work with uh, homeless veterans uh, in my county. Um, obviously, I've participated in a lot of uh, veteran activity in Washington, D.C., lots of protests uh, around, you know, obviously pro-peace, uh, looking to, uh, you know, shut down the war machine. Uh, my father's a, uh, a Vietnam vet. Uh, he did three tours over there. Uh, um, I'm a, I'm a veteran. Uh, my tours were nowhere near as atrocious as, uh, some of the ones that these poor, uh, young men have been through. Uh, I've seen, you know, people dying from just horrific, uh, cancer, uh, some associated with Agent Orange. And now we have the ones that are associated with, uh, the, uh, um, uh, vaccine program. The, uh, <laughs> well, there's, they've talked about the vaccine program, but more, more, um, uh, provable is, is also the, um, uh, the um uh shoot i can't think of the um the pe- the tipped uh, um and the uh, the arsenal that they're using that that's oh, causing oh the depleted uranium depleted uranium thank you so much yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so no, that, yeah, that's a, a big are, problem you know, i mean uh, we we lost uh what i forget the the gentleman's la- name he he did a, a documentary the greatest documentary ever out there it's called uh um uh the story of depleted uranium uh, uh oh god i know mm-hmm. there's another title to it it's uh Oh my God! I play it all the time when I do Doc Days. Anyway, uh, he just died in the past year and a half, two years, and he was one of the main guys that put together all the research in the early '90s when we went in and started really using depleted uranium. Uh, and you know, it causes cancers. But how do we not know that that the exposure to this uh, radioactive material isn't causing people to, you know, increase their level of insanity? Well, that's true. I mean, you look at the uh, the effects that uh, steroids uh, had and concussions had on, on the football players. Uh, I don't know if you saw that movie that came out recently called Concussion, but uh, you know, people that uh, had played football their whole lives and had that kind of ma- massive amount of head trauma uh, throughout even their football. 
football careers uh, became you know extremely ill and insane and committed suicide as well so obviously you know you do uh, go through quite a bit of physical um, effects in the in the uh, acts of war but certainly the uh, psychological effects uh, the uh, obviously these poor young uh, men and women that are you know uh, slaughtering individuals uh, and then seeing the the fruits of their labor, you know, go through psychological effects oh, and, uh, yeah. and and just terrible, you know, nightmares. And and then when they when they grow up and they learn that what they did was, you know, really not in the best interests of the, the United States, but that in the best interests of the uh, unfortunate uh, um, bankers uh, or the the military elite and all the people that mean a lot more. And yes, it is beyond treason, sure. the, uh, beyond treason, the story of depleted uranium. Outclass, you got it. I, I had to search great. it, and it's a great documentary. Uh, I can't remember the the. I think he was a major, uh, and <laughs> he was the main main man that wrote all the the documents that gave how to handle uh, treating soldiers in this situation. I never knew about it, and and but it's interesting in in Orlando. It's the only testing facility in the state of Florida for depleted uranium. They're they're actually not going out of their way. To uh, um, to test these soldiers, they're 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 limiting the testing. You have to fight to get it, and there's only one testing facility in the entire state in the VA. Look at the look at the birth defects in Iraq and Afghanistan caused sure. from the depleted uranium. Uranium. Look at the look at the soldiers, and you, if you go watch this documentary, it was first used. It was first used in. Yeah, it was first used in Serbia, and uh, it was first used in the Kosovo War yep. against Milosevic, and that was the that was when they first started to see the effects of the birth defects in the uh, in the Balkans uh, post that uh, post that war. And most troops don't realize that you're handling this. Your your clothes become contaminated. Your body becomes contaminated. You go home and you 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 make love to your wife, and you produce an offspring the offspring that is now contaminated. That, that may be born with no heart or, or a, a heart with holes in it or other issues. And, and again, if you go watch this documentary, you, you see a lot of these stories of people that have had these problems. It, it's horrifying. really, it is, it's very horrifying. Uh, and, and to think that we use our troops and, and this is a, a big conversation that's been going on since, uh, the, the, uh, Philadelphia project. You know, we use our troops to test things. Whether it be nuclear weapons, whether it be vaccinations, whether it be medical treatments, and we don't tell them we're doing it. I wonder, you know, some of the issues I have. I'm not, I'm not the healthiest person. I try to be healthy, but I have issues that I can't control that, that are there. Diarrhea, you know, uncontrollable diarrhea constantly. Is, is that a side effect of the vaccine or, or handling depleted uranium rounds when I was in the military? I don't know. It could be. <clears throat> Yeah, it's horrible. It's a it's it, it's a definite poison. It, you know, it's it's basically our generation's agent orange. So the main reason, Scott, I brought you on board tonight. One of the biggest things I want to discuss because you are a former intelligence analysis. You were in the position of these people that are speaking out right now. Now you got a chance to read the article, right? I did. I did. It was an excellent article, by the way. And, and you, you found some connections of maybe people you might have known or worked with or, or I, situations. I know, people that, I know people that work for these guys, yeah. All right. So basically what this uh, – let me get through the, the, the beginning of the article. I'll, I'll read the, the basics of the article to get the story started, and then we'll dive into somebody who's been there, somebody who's lived through pretty much the same situation. Uh, headline of the article, and it's in the Daily Beast, is Intel, Intel Analysis – 
we were forced out for telling the truth about Osama's ISIS war. The growing scandal over cooked ISIS intelligence got much worse. Now analysts are, are saying they are being forced out for not towing the Obama administration's line on the war. Now, keep in mind, everybody, I am not a left or right guy. I am a leave-me-the-fuck-alone guy. All right? that That's where I stand. Two senior intelligence analysis, uh, a- analysts at U.S. Central Command say the military has forced them out of their jobs because of their skeptical reporting on U.S.-backed rebel groups in Syria. Three sources with, no- with knowledge of their claims told the Daily Beast it is the first known instance of possible reprisal against SETCOM uh, personnel after analysis accusing their bosses of manipulating intelligence reports about the U.S.-led campaign campaign against ISIS in order to paint a rosier picture of progress, progress progress in the war. Now, that's just the opening of this article. There's a lot embedded within it. As you all know, I've stood strong since... Uh, September 11th, 2012, when they attacked uh, our, our, our Tripoli, or not our Tripoli base, our base. Where was that, Scott? It's funny you should mention Tripoli, but yes, uh, it was. Uh, you, you're talking about 9-11 when they attacked the Pentagon? No, 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 the other 9-11. Um, oh, Hillary, uh, why can't the I think? The other 9-11. Hillary, covering it up. Uh, Benghazi, I'm sorry. I, my brain went to hey, Benghazi. Oh, Benghazi, yeah. So, so it, it brings up thoughts of that. You know, and and as a former intelligence person, you yourself, an analysis from the from the eighties and nineties, or you know, late eighties, nineties. When you read through this, what did you gain from this story? So this particular story, you're not referring to uh, uh, Benghazi, or you're just saying it reminded you of Benghazi. Yeah, it, it kind of brought back pictures of Benghazi. Yeah, well, certainly uh, very. Similar in that case, you know, you have, you know, and unfortunately, uh, you know, the younger individuals uh, don't have any um, any type of uh, frame of reference. So they basically just go with the flow uh, unless you're actually the person collecting the intel and and doing the actual surveillance and monitoring. You're basically nothing more than just an analyst repeating um, and, and, and declaring the, uh, um, the reports. So in the intelligence community, you have the collectors and then you have the crypto guys that put it together and then you have the analysts that, uh, um, that broadcast it out. And what uh, level and- were you at on that in that scale of three? Where were you? I did all three. Uh, okay. I was I, I did it for nine years, uh, and uh, and so what you have is you have a um, you know a, basically a, a tiered group. You know, beginners and sort of newbies that you know just sit there and spin and grin and 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 do the best they can and and collect what they can. And then you have guys that you know know a little bit more uh, and have learned the languages a little bit better and their targets a little bit better. And then they. They go. Those individuals are doing, you know, more analysis and collaboration, and then you go to a little higher level where there's, you know, uh, you know, full-on collaborative reporting going on between different intelligence agencies, and you're sharing that information to come up with a, uh, a sort of a concerted effort. So, what happens at the higher levels that um, that this particular article is referring to is that the, uh, um, the the actual intelligence was being modified in order to fit the uh, um, the narrative. The narrative that they wanted to have, uh, and they're they're kind of tossing it out to Obama, and this is basically you know 
obviously some individuals that were you know most likely republicans that were against the war uh, in syria uh when the democrats that were working in the military intelligence were for it and so you know you have the same uh um battles within the military and intelligence going on that you do in the uh um, so, the so you see realm. you see the right left paradigm uh absolutely connecting the military, into the well. military. Absolutely. It goes into the military, the intelligence, it goes into the think tanks, it goes into the, the banking communities. You know, these same ties, uh, uh, you know, cross all boundaries when it comes to, you know, being a, uh, a team player. And so obviously these guys weren't being team players. They were actually seeing the, the, um, the real intelligence, reporting on the real intelligence and trying to get it, uh, um, notified. This isn't the first time this has happened at CENCOM. This has been happening for, you know, for years well, over there. Well, I, I, oh. I wouldn't, wait, Scott, I wouldn't say it's the first time it's happened. I think it's probably the first time that the public is seeing more of it because, I mean, let, let, let's be honest here. You are an intelligent, uh, intelligence analysis yourself. And now here right. you are standing up, speaking truths, uh, based on on your experiences in life, so don't don't right. don't push it to the side so much, man. I mean, this is really well, this is a, this is growing on on you. You know, well, I'll give you. I, I was going to say it a little bit differently because I'll give you an example. There's a guy over there. He ran the intelligence surveillance and re- reconnaissance program at CENTCOM. Uh, his name is uh, Danny Taylor. Uh, Danny's uh, works for these guys. Uh, he's now he's up at the Pentagon running the Intelligence Surveillance and Reconnaissance Program. Now, I know Danny uh, since the 80s. Uh, Danny's, uh, he's kind of a, you know, I call him tight-lipped Danny because he's one of these guys that, uh, you know, toes the line all the time. You know, he'll, he'll basically, uh, you know, uh, he's a party-line type of guy. He'll, if the Republicans in, in power or Democrats in power, he doesn't care. All he's about is, you know, being a, a loyal soldier. And, uh you know, there's a lot of military guys that are, you know, very much like Nazi youth. I mean, <laughs> I was um, with Dan. I was hey, with don't, Danny, don't refer uh, to the Nazis. I mean, we got Trump. Uh, he's going to be our next president. You know, I mean, the Nazis no, are, are at our foot right now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe, believe me, uh, uh, pa- uh, Operation Paperclip was not a failure. So any no, it was case, not. Uh, uh, no, it was not. We are the Fourth Reich, whether you want like to believe it or not. So, um, so any case, uh, uh, Danny, you know, was sitting across from me at a dinner table, and to my right was the uh, uh, the CIA intelligence guy um, that uh, that basically was awarded a medal for uh, telling ground forces where Saddam Hussein was hiding. Uh, this guy uh, was sitting on my right. Now I met him in the, the mid eighties as well. And Danny was being derogatory to me and telling me that uh, I wasn't much of a linguist when I was working in, in Greece. Uh, and he was just being, you know, typical Danny Taylor. You he was know? being and, a dick, basically. Yeah, you got it, man, <laughs> with a capital D. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I, I proceeded after seven cognacs to give him a piece of my mind. And, uh, and, I couldn't you know, see you doing Scott, that, Scott. And, 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 and oddly enough, I, was, I have the I have the honor of being uh the guy that was thrown out of the house of the guy of uh, the cia agent that found saddam hussein so it was good it was a, it's a it's a i'm proud of the story <laughs> i'm proud to say that i i can i i can proudly say i was thrown out of the house of the cia agent that was awarded the uh, the civilian intelligence medal for uh, uh finding saddam hussein how about that <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some really good things now i want to ask you a question this is from one of the listeners um and i don't I don't necessarily know if I agree with this thought pattern. Uh, basically, the question was, what are his thoughts on the ambassador getting a conscience wanting to leave, but 
he knew too much. Now, I don't necessarily about, think... We're talking Stevens? Yeah, we're talking about Stevens. Now, he didn't have a conscience. That I, guy was as dirty as they come. I, I was going to say, I don't necessarily... I, I think he was dealing arms to the now what we call ISIS. I believe that's what he was doing. I believe yes, he, he was. was moving the, the, the arms to the rebels against Assad. To, that to, was after his job of moving the arms out of Qatar to the uh, to the mercenaries that we hired to overthrow Gaddafi. Yes, well, imagine that. I couldn't see that happening. That doesn't. They sound would like never do that. that. That doesn't sound like a job of an ambassador. No, not at all. I'll be damned. What, when did the, I guess that's what Ferdinand was too, and I guess he got what was coming to him. <laughs> uh, well, you know, when you're a puppet of the bigger powers, you know, you're going to get a rod shoved up your asshole every once in a I while. I live by the sword, die by the sword. Uh, you got what you deserved, uh, Ambassador Stevens. Yeah, you know, at first I really thought he had got, I, I, I had thought along these same lines, that he had got a conscience and nope. that he did not want to uh, embark in what he had already put himself in but now after doing more research talking to more people i believe that he did get exactly what you're saying his comings to he got what he deserved this guy was dealing arms with some of the most uh you know nefarious individuals that we could find and he was in the middle of uh turks and he was in the middle of uh qataris he was in the middle of uh, um cia uh, double agents they were libyans they were algerians they were uh moroccans i mean all these different guys knew who he was he spoke arabic fluently he had been dealing with him he thought that they were his friends and then somebody was upset with the amount of money that was being made the kind of weapons that were being shipped the kinds of you know the quality the you name it you know but somebody was upset with the way the deals were going down and not everybody was happy and somebody paid the price for uh, uh getting involved in the ferries business and chris stevens paid the price what year did they start using depleted uranium i want to say i mean you said kosovo which would have been 96 yeah yeah it was it was developed in the late 70s and and then another question was not to mention when you fire do you round you breathe that shit absolutely people don't realize right every time you fire that round it heats it up and all that 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 gunpowder residue that comes out is it's got it's not the gunpowder it's the tip it's uh it, as it comes out of the uh cannon uh, um it's uh it's it's the 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 residue at the end of the cannon it's it's uh as it comes down the uh what do you call the cylinder um the chamber uh, the chamber yeah excuse thank you it comes down the chamber and and then the chambers of the 50 cals coming out of the a10s too you know all those all those guys stand around those A10s after the guys are shooting a bunch of depleted uranium 50 caliber rounds. Same thing, you know. And, and as you're shooting those tank those tanks, uh, every time it comes out of that chamber, you know, it's it, it's a turret. Uh, it's just, it's amazing, you know. Every every time you're standing around, and then obviously once you hit the target and you go and inspect the target, that target's fuming with that crap. Well, yeah, exactly. You've got a four point. I believe it's a four point two million year lifespan on depleted uranium which means it is toxic toxic for 4.2 million years and uh and the outclass, next storm comes along next windstorm comes along there you are breathing it in in the next town exactly 20 towns yeah. over i mean you know right and outclass one of our chatters over in, in radio free blood he said is estimated that between three uh or 315 at to 350 tons a depleted uranium was used during the 1991 Gulf War. I agree. No, it was, it was a ton. That is, it was horrible. That means that the that that Iraq, Afghanistan, that whole entire region, anywhere since 1991, that we have waged, poisoned. Waged, exactly, it's continuously poisoned 
for at least four million years. Yeah, we've 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 decimated the entire geography with uh, with poisonous weapons. It, it'll go down in history as one of the largest poisonings of the human race. It's it's you know makes Fukushima, uh, 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 you know it it basically rivals Fukushima. Well, it rivals Fukushima, but it, you know that's another great thing to bring up. You know, I had Popeye on two weeks ago. That's a big thing he talks about, and and people don't realize. The amount of poisoning between Fukushima, between what the U.S. military operations has put into the atmosphere, it's it's, sure. it's unbelievable. And Buzzy, you're right. You, you should be glad you got out in '84 because DU rounds really began. And Buzzy was a tanker. That's what his job was mm. when he was in the military. That's where the oh, DU wow. rounds started on the bigger artillery shells. It wasn't the small arms. They did. They did. And they use them in the Hellfire missile as well, so they're they're fired from the air quite often as well. Yeah, it's 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 a sad thing to think of. And if, if you haven't heard that documentary, Beyond Treason, Treason, the story of depleted uranium. And no, Kevin, I'm not going to be able to get through the rest of the interview without slaughtering words because I'm Sean Raz and I slaughter words. Get used to it, my friend. <laughs> and by the way, that's a great name uh, for that uh, missile. By the way, the Hellfire. Oh yeah, because it brings hell on whoever it, it brings- comes near. Brings hell on whoever it goes near. Exactly. Exactly, my friend. All right, Scott, why don't we take a quick break, okay? We're going to do a little break here, get a, get a moment of thinking. I know you've got an interview on a, on a, on a network TV station tonight, so I don't want to, you know, take you too long, but let's do a five minute break here. I got to go to the bathroom real fast. I got to get another beer. I'm sure you might need to do the same thing. And, uh, we'll, you're fine. You're fine. We'll continue this from there. How's that sound, brother? I'm going to, Hit me, hit me back on Skype because I'm getting bad signal, so I'm going to re, uh, recycle my Skype. All right, I'll hit you back up, guys. You're listening to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood on Mixler or MixLR, and, of course, Radio Chaos. I'll be back with you guys in a couple minutes. We're going to take a break, get some shit together, and, you know, we love you. Talk to you soon. We all live in different realities. There's no doubt about that. They're trying to form a one unified reality, but as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to, and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, which is a global cry, we are now knowing it within from all the internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands, in Africa, in uh, Peru, or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity, but it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to 
to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. The television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And the synchronicities will start to unfold. And then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it. And, and do it to your fullest. That's my message to the world because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you, and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. like constitution this is the best you got something that you know bubba's gonna like angry white guy radio join me sean raz tuesday nights 6 to 8 p.m razradiolive.com radiofreeblood.com Side of town in New York City Where the rich show face in the air Is something sleazy Suit and ties Get away from their wives The women easy An upscale atmosphere With some wallow Consumed by material life Inside the hollow Like the chick at the bar Smoking on a cigar quick Her heart pumps fast As they're as sharp as guitar picks She sees a man with another skirt The type to triple her net worth For making your neck jerk And that's a goddamn shame Cause she was packing a nine And a crime was no game So I'm ducking to a restroom Followed suit and licked shots As the bass went boom She can't remember how she got in this place Took a look in the mirror But didn't recognize her own face When I'm singing my heart's bleeding For someone else So when I'm singing I'm leaving up on the shelf When I'm sleeping 
was a dark night More like love at first sight Around midnight, we might just see a bar fight It never fails, now that Mickey's out of jail He was Jimmy's friend, the one that left the phony paper trail Heard he got cold feet So we got off the street, but he was in too deep The man was never the same And now his new thing looks like alcohol and cocaine And in the streets that's fresh But up in here, this place, it's nothing but stress Can a man be changed? In an insane world, the crazy man becomes king Or is it just this place? That's known to steal your soul, I hope you brought your suitcase Or was it just too late to go back in time before his chick blue face? When I'm singing, my heart's bleeding for someone else So what I'm seeing, I'm leaving up on the shelf When I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming of somewhere else I got my reasons, I'm not leaving this for no one else They took a job on the side, needed extra cash But still not enough, he started moving packs No need for crack, this place was upscale Ecstasy and coke were number one on the sales No worries about jail, he had cops on the books One week he had you fixed, as well as the crooks But tonight he was shook, caught by the devil's eye Red dress, blowing smoke, hand resting on his eye Shine like diamonds in the sky He stopped for a minute, but had to keep moving And adding up the digits He was trying to live it, the American dream A life full of schemes, obtained by any means He tried to up the profit, but trying to mix it up But the word on the street is that it wasn't good enough Joe met him at the club Said they had to talk Just come with me and let's take a little walk When I'm singing my heart's bleeding for someone else So what I'm seeing I'm leaving up on the shelf When I'm sleeping I'm dreaming of someone else I got my reasons I'm not leaving this to no With Sean Rath and me, Brad Friedman of Bradblog.com, the guy you love to love. Alright guys, welcome back to the first fifty-two. RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos.live. Hope you guys are having fun so far. I love having my friend Scott joining me. We got a lot more to talk about. We're going to cover a lot more things. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. You're going to love it. Don't worry. We're going to have some more fun. It's always fun having Scott cuz he just he can talk. He he gets me going. He's got so much to share and why wouldn't you want to hear what he's saying? Cuz he doesn't lie. 
All right, Scott, you there, brother? I am here, sir. There you are. There's my buddy, Scott. All right, so, Scott, we got some more stuff we need to discuss here. Let me get rid of, rid of Megan. There, let me try that in English. Let me get rid of Megan first. I love that girl. That girl just, she's just... I know, you know I get weird towards the end of the show, right, Scott? Yeah, I wonder why that is. <laughs> it couldn't be the beers I'm drinking, possibly. <laughs> no, Listen, no, it couldn't be that. I, I try to share information. I'm a very cool guy. I like to have fun. I'm very serious on certain topics. You know, I I, I, I push what I believe in. But I, you've met me. I am I am what I am, dude. I just like to have fun, too. Well, let's just, know, let's just be clear here. We know Stephen Colbert, John Stewart. We know the... Uh, you know these guys that do uh, news with comedy. They they get they get a little more attention. So I'm all for it. You know you got you got to mix it up a little bit and yeah. can't be serious all the time because people people just get tired of listening to you. Exactly. You got to have some fun. You got to loosen it up and just make you know great things before you start talking about you know stupid ass shit like uh, you know this here that I'm gonna bring up. The iPhone 5C of one of the shooters remained a critical but inaccessible piece of evidence. An ugly legal battle between the FBI and Apple suddenly ended when the FBI found a different way to get into the iPhone. An Israeli newspaper citing industry sources said the company that did the work was called Celebrite. Celebrite's offices are here behind me in this high-tech park just outside of Tel Aviv. Now, neither the FBI nor Celebrite will comment on the company's involvement, but Celebrite specializes in mobile device data extraction and decryption, phone hacking, and that's exactly what the FBI needed in this case. We reached out to Celebrite and the FBI repeatedly. Celebrite didn't return our calls, and the FBI wouldn't comment about the company. The FBI has said only that they used a, quote, outside company. But the FBI signed a $200,000 contract with Celebrite the same day the FBI announced it had gained access to the content in the shooter's phone. Shares of Celebrite's parent company soared. At a tech conference in 2014, Celebrite's forensics technical director, Yuval Ben Moshe, told oh, them about their work. We allow uh, law enforcement a very deep and detailed uh, access to a lot of information that, uh, that is on the mobile device, and then it allows them to uh, deduct who did what, when, which is the essence of any investigation when you look at it. Celebrite's technology isn't just a hack on an iPhone. Critics say it's a hack on privacy. Ben Moshe says his company has been challenged in court. you got to make sure that whatever you bring into court can stand there and can stand any cross-examination. There are very, very strict rules and guidelines with most of the countries, uh, and we meet those. We meet those uh, to the best of our knowledge. To learn more about mobile device security, we meet Michael Shaulov. He is a mobile technology expert at Checkpoint. So I guess really, Scott, my question would be, does it surprise you that an Israeli company was involved in hacking the iPhone for the Islamic terrorists who hit, that hit San Bernardino? Well, let's 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 uh, let's draw this back just a little bit. It's okay. not just an Israeli firm that can do this. Uh, these forensics uh, uh, capabilities on encrypted uh, devices like smartphones and PCs and, and networks and so on and so forth can be done by many companies. Now, I, I, I particularly the two in this particular article, Checkpoint is another one. Unfortunately, Checkpoint Software is one of the original firewall manufacturers. 
Uh, uh, they too uh, are were founded by another Israeli company. Now, interestingly enough, a lot of these individuals came out of uh, Unit 8600, which is the NSA of uh, of Israel. It's uh, their intelligence collection community have also started up a lot of startups that get into these forensics type capability. Now, for the FBI to go to Apple and say, you know, we need your help to do this, the FBI never really needed Apple's help. What they were really looking well, for. I agree was with that Apple's, too. Just they, so you the know. FBI was looking for Apple's permission. Right. You know, well, they, well, they, well they, I think, yeah. wait, wait, Scott, I think it was all a dog and pony show. I think they had but, the ability prior to this whole event going and they said, hey, here's something we can use to make the people think we're protecting them. So let's work together in this big old scheme and this big uh, circle jerk where everybody thinks that they're protected because we're standing up for them, but you you right, have this right, anyway. Right, right. So so yeah, this is, this is you know Skype right now. We're on Skype and we're talking. You know this is highly highly surveilled. Uh, it's owned by Microsoft Microsoft now, and uh, you know their Microsoft gets a huge check every month from the U.S. government for providing access to surveil Skype. And and that's basically what they do with our phones. They do with uh, our Google searches. They do with our emails. These high tech companies get giant checks from the U.S. government for their surveillance requests, and if they're and they're monitoring and they're reporting software. So you know, and so when the, when the FBI comes up and says, you know, we want your help publicly, you know, they've already had their help uh, in many many cases on many other uh, avenues. In this particular case, they made it public, and I agree with you. There is a sense of, hey, something might be safe for you. And it, it kind of swings me back into this whole Edward Snowden uh, fiasco where, you know, Snowden comes out and he's always purporting this, you know, we need to work on technology to make privacy more available for the people, right? Right. And then he's, and then he's still, you know, uh, 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 spouts out about this anti terrorism and this anti. Yeah, I don't trust you know, Snowden as far I as I can Snowden throw him. As far as I can kick him because, yeah, because this. <laughs> This poor guy. He, he, this guy. Yeah, you want to throw him? I want to kick him. So it, it, between the two of us, I think we could take him. Yeah, we so, could probably but, get him uh, a little distance down the road, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I imagine we could probably. Okay, we could probably get him a few. It just down. feels that the information he releases, and this is why I feel this way, is that the information he releases is uh, nothing more than us conspiracy guys can come up with. He hasn't really released any major revelations. He hasn't released well, no. any, any truths about 9-11. He hasn't released any truths about JFK. He hasn't released any truths about things that, that really could matter. Hey, UFOs, whatever. You know, give us something. Give us something real. Not this, not this bullshit that, well, that the basic conspiracy that, yeah, guy can really come up with. Well, the one thing he has released that, that, that stuff that was supposed to have been secret that he did steal, uh, uh, that he may have been allowed to steal, may have been coerced to steal, may have been used as a patsy. Or to maybe steal. said, "Hey, you released this. This is what we want out." Or yeah, I doubt that he's being directed to do it. I don't think that he would be um, that foolish and that devoted. Um, hey, Scott, but, but Scott, I, can you admit that that the most intelligent people can be controlled without them ever knowing they're being controlled? That's right. So, so here's that's why I think that he was he believes he's doing something right. Right. But, but in, in his own beliefs, he's 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 quite naive in many ways. In which you know he he also believes in this war on terror. He believes you know in this um, this whole like you know uh, uh, technology uh, could you know could protect us no matter what technology. 
that we come up with in the commercial environment. It's years behind what the government has. Oh, yes, and, by far. And, and, by and far. all he really did was, was put the names, the inside, uh, um, you know, NSA and uh, inside. Let, let, let's, know, be honest, let's be honest put here. Put the names on the programs. Let, let's be honest here, Scott, okay? Uh, GPS yeah. is a program that the U.S. government started using in the early 80s. Right. We did not see it. On the civilian front until what, 98, 2000 is when we started really seeing sure. it on the civilian front. So we know that sure. the government is at least 20 years ahead of our knowledgeable technology. Absolutely. Yeah, they, there's a lot that they are able to do. You know, they can easily crack our, uh, you know, the, the encryption. It it takes extra work. It takes extra, you know, computer systems. You know, they have to pick and choose what they want. But they don't have big buildings in Nevada or or out, you know, in deserts that can that can handle, you know, eight trillion kilobytes a second. They don't have that storage ability. That's not out yeah, there. Yeah, they just don't. They just don't. They just don't have the capacity. That's right. Those hard drives are just so damn expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a big farce, my friend, and you okay, know so it as well as day, I know. I'll tell you, back in the day, they, you know, they did not have the capacity. You know, a thirty meg hard drive was as big as a tire in your car so i gotta right. tell you it has changed a lot you know now yeah 30 a 30 meg hard drive there. is smaller than this cell phone i'm holding up to the camera right yeah i mean uh, oh yeah those little usb those little tiny usb sticks will hold gigabytes now yeah it's ridiculous the technology yeah, well, we, well, we we've allowed to grow now that that brings us well, to another to conversation i say we had to put them in briefcases for god's sake right that, that brings us <laughs> to another conversation have we allowed the technology to outgrow the ability of the the human mind to control it. Well, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. We have, uh, you know, the thing is, is that it is it is such a large tsunami to the uh, to the layman. The layman just goes, I don't know how it works. Just tell me what buttons I need to press. You know, and and that's all they want to know. And and it's like, listen, I I gotta get my kids to soccer, and and I've got to go pick up some uh, some some stuff for dinner and breakfast. Just leave me alone and keep me out of it. I just want to have my good life here. And yeah, it's 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 way too complex. It's uh, and even the guys that are in the jobs are in over their heads. You know, they you know they've got they've got you know they're they, they call it the you know compartmentalization in the intelligence. Well, community. Yeah, how they build how they build a nuclear bomb with three hundred thousand people working on it. Nobody knew what they were working on. Well, there's that. But in compartmentalization, <laughs> people are siloed. You know, they're they're like you know they're like. How, uh, how do they do nine eleven? How how do the Scott? How do they orchestrate nine eleven? Kill three thousand people with nobody knowing. It's compartmentalized. It, right. it, it's it's done where people are just doing their job. Just doing. And they don't job. realize their job is killing three thousand people at the end. I think some people do, and uh, when they well, those do, are the evil get, people that are sucked into the system and are getting well, get, paid well, and realize that the people that realize it are either eliminated or promoted. <laughs> right, exactly. You're either dead. Hey, let's let's talk about the cop from Oklahoma. You know, during the uh -huh. the uh, Oklahoma City bombings, the the one cop that had all this documentation uh -huh. that he was going to take to put in storage. He called his cop friends and said, I'm going to take this because I think there's something here and I'm just going to put it in storage. And he was found. Right. And they said he committed suicide, although he had slashed his wrist and shot himself in the head twice. I don't hmm. think that's how you commit suicide. 
He's he's quite he's he's quite the ambidextrous man. Yes, he is quite the ambidextrous <laughs> man. Now, Scott, uh, one last thing. I know you got a, a TV interview to do here in about uh, what twenty seven minutes, give or take. I just need to comb my hair because I've uh, <laughs> I, I rode my motorcycle to Taco Tuesday. Make sure you leave your shorts on, but put a good suit and tie on on the top. That's all they see is the top. You're good to go. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm not going topless this time. Now, uh, in in Virginia this past week, uh, we see that the uh, the CIA can't keep control of their their C five C four. They they just can't you know prevent explosives from being in school buses. Or was this a false flag that they were thinking about doing and decided that they couldn't do? Or did the school district find the explosives before they could set it off? That is my question on this story with the uh, CIA leaving explosives on a bus in Virginia. I, I just none of it adds up. Well, I think you've just been flagged by the uh, NSA for all those <laughs> explosive comments. You know, there you go again. So I hope I, so. I, really I hope it, I hope so, and I hope more people listen because of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there, there's a couple more people listening, but uh, but they they weren't regular listeners. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I, I don't know about that particular story, but well, here, why don't I? Down, why don't why, yeah. let me read it to you then before we? Because I think this is I. I honestly think that the CIA either a uh, had had planned to do a a false flag attack on young children and decided no, we can't. Somebody within the organization said no, we can't do this. No, or. They had everything set up to do a false flag attack on a bunch of school children and the school district doing their job diligently found the explosives. Let me have you seen the story? Obviously, I don't think you have seen the story. Have I have you? not. No, I haven't haven't seen it at all. all I don't right. know anything about it. This is Yahoo News. CIA leaves explosives on school bus after training exercise. A Virginia school bus ferrying students to and from classes this week had explosives under the hood after the CIA accidentally left them following a training exercise, the intelligence agency said. Last week, a CIA K-9 unit conducted a routine training exercise with law enforcement officials in uh, Loudoun County, Virginia. The CIA said that said in a statement on Thursday during the exercise uh, explosive training material was inadvertently left by the CIA canine unit in one of the the buses used in the exercise the bus was used the the bus was used Monday and Tuesday to transport school and elementary students who were in no danger because the explosive material was incredibly stable the Loudoun County Sheriff's official uh, office said in a statement uh, in a statement the CIA said it had taken immediate steps to strengthen strengthen inventory and control procedures in the training programs it would conduct a thorough and independent review of the incident so just just on your experience what what do you think of this story <laughs> Well, 
Well, I got a great idea. I think we start a Kickstarter to buy the CIA a school bus. <laughs> so they can do their training without endangering our <laughs> regular training without using our own kids' buses. Come on, let's do it for them. I mean, let's come on. It's only 20 grand. <laughs> you know, we need to do that because, I mean, it, it's, it's for the children. <laughs> is that Unbelievable. Not, is that not, not ridiculous? Are you sure you got to go into the schoolyard to choose a real bus? I do. Why? Why? I mean, I know there's plenty of buses out there that they could have used. So they did not need to use this. So, so was this was this a false flag that they had planned and said, you know what, know. we can't go through with it, or or? But I gotta tell you, I want to meet the guy that made the decision. Said, hey, let's go down and get a county school bus because <laughs> that guy needs to be punched in the face. I honestly think that this was something that 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 they either somebody locally said no i can't do this or or they were literally going to go through with it and and it got caught by the by the basic county workers yeah the maintenance guy found he's like hey uh you know this 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 uh (laughs) what's this gray stick of butter wait one of these things is not like the other (laughs) yeah what's this gray stick of butter on the engine what's this gray stick stick of butter to my engine (laughs) yeah where have we heard that before uh oklahoma city oh no that can't be possible the government would never kill its citizens ever Sorry, I, I went on a tangent there, I know. Scott's watching me. He's got video of me flailing my arms and acting like a retard in the studio here. What is this? Is this cream cheese? It just it makes me so angry, man. It that that is to me But you know, I gotta tell you, we 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 need to do our research and find out which CIA guy made that choice, and we should start a Kickstarter for that. I think that's a great Kickstarter. <sighs> buy this, buy the CIA school bus. <laughs> hey, you don't have to get a lot of money. We could buy a used one. Yeah, I like mean, if, if all we need is like a couple thousand, maybe three thousand bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say four. And maybe. then you know what? You know, we'll do, and we'll and we'll, we'll get. Get some guy that we know in Virginia that we'll figure it out, and we'll have it tow it to Langley and drop it off in their parking lot. <laughs> it, it's oh my god! It's just so obvious. Like, how can you not read that story and go, "Wait a second! Can you say Operation Gladio, nineteen forties Italy?" I, I mean, hello. <laughs> I did a show with Clyde Lewis, and he talked about that. He talked about, "Are we going to start doing Gladio in our own country now?" For yeah. God's sakes. Well, I, I think they were yeah, trying I, I, to. And where else would you do it? Virginia, the fucking the 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 CIA is right there. <laughs> oh, you just guarantee we can't go out on uh, on terrestrial base radio with that f bomb. Why did you do that? Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, because Jack, Jack Jack Blood would not approve. <laughs> it's I, it's so passionate to me. It means I mean let let's not be stupid here, okay? Let's be like men. Let let let's really be men. Let's stand up and say this is just obvious. You don't have. A mistake like well, that. You, you don't have that you, mistake. Can't you just chalk it? Can't you just chalk it up to stupidity once in a while? Uh, no, because you can't have stupidity at that level. If you're that stupid I at that level, then that level the shouldn't be there. They weren't very smart. You don't you don't get into the CIA because you're smart sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but come on, man. I mean, that's just. I mean, shit. If I left a exposed two twenty line on an air conditioner. And and there was children running around, and they got shocked and killed because of that. I would feel like shit. I couldn't imagine leaving a, a, a C4 on the engine block of a fucking short bus. Come on! So, 
So, so were they? Was it actually a short bus? Yeah, I think it was a short <laughs> bus. Honestly, <laughs> so, so uh, that's a, that's that's really unkind. So, uh, I got to tell you the uh, uh, the fact is that we need to find out who the spokesperson was for the CIA and just find out you know how we can help them get their next bus. <laughs> well, they they should be riding that short bus, honestly, and they, maybe you, it you could know, that's, explode that's while they're riding be, it. That ought to be punishment for them. Make them drive it to work for for. Uh, we'll get them a, in fact, my friend's got a, a short. Uh, Yellow bus he uses to try to run for. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he tries to get to the school uh, board down here, and I said, "Well, why didn't you get a regular bus? Why did you have to get a short bus?" But at the end of the day, you know, I'll get him to see if I can borrow his bus, and we'll drive it up to uh, uh, Langley and force that guy, the <laughs> spokesman, to tell us who it was and make him drive it for a week. Get on this bus, you <laughs> bitch! <laughs> all all expenses paid. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to think that, though, man. We'll cover I mean- your transportation. Shouldn't we expect for a week, sir? Shouldn't we expect better from these people? I mean, I mean, honestly, wait, you know, wait, mistakes wait, happen. Wait, mistakes happen, Scott. Wait, wait, Scott, Scott, Scott. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. People took government jobs. Mistake, <laughs> mistakes happen. I'll give mistakes. Okay, you know what? I dropped a, a, a two, two, three round on the bus, and I'm sorry it was there. And the little kid found it, and he was running around the school with the two, two, three round. You know what? I can accept, I can accept that mistake, but leaving C4, which I'm assuming, and again, I'm assuming that's what it was because they said it was well, stable. So I'm just going to assume it was C4 because, you know, that's what we all think explosives are. So let's assume it was C4. So leaving C4 on the engine block of a school bus is acceptable. But, it, but if that kid ran around the school the with the bullet. It could have been. It could have been taped to the fender well. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, a big, that's a big area. I don't know if you ever under, looked under a hood of a school bus. There's a lot of room. You could you could take a nap on that. <laughs> man, I don't know. It's that's it, it, just one of those things. You got to question it, man. You got to look at that and go, wait a second. Well, whose job? Whose job is uh, you know uh, you know it was supposed to be doing the one Mississippi, two Mississippi on the on the sticks of C four? Why? Why would <laughs> wait? Wait. Here's a question for you. Why would a school district loan out their buses to the military, CIA, government oh, agency? You have asked and the, the best and the, question of the day. And, and they're not guys, inspected it. In the, they, all, their, all their students are CIA kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Virginia. <laughs> but, it's but, Virginia, for God's sake. Why it's would not you, just for lovers. <laughs> why, why would you not inspect that bus? Okay, listen, we're going to work with you guys. Here's our buses. You go do your drill, blah, blah, blah. All right, we're going to take our buses back. Before this bus goes in the service, we are going to completely inspect it make sure there's no uh grenades left on it make sure there's no c4 under the hood let's make sure there's no uh live ammunition on the the floor i mean that would just common sense to do that wouldn't it just imagine the pta at a school uh, uh in uh, in virginia come on now all these all these uh, CIA wives and husbands, come! This is you got. You're, you're just you're just not getting into it good enough. You know they're all sitting around uh, uh, sizing each other up. They're you know, doing their I running know, in the I, morning. I know who you work for at Langley. Well, I know who you work for. Well, you better keep your mouth shut. I'll make sure you don't get promoted. It's, uh, and you know what? A bunch of egos stroking each other. Uh, let me tell you something, brother. I've got I've got a friend uh, that lives up in that region and, and he was in the Navy at one point in time. And now he works for a, uh, defense contractor doing the programming for drones. So, so he's in that. And I, I've been in that world. I've had to drive to his house and drive right past the CIA exit there on 80. I think it is. 
Yeah, yeah. Is 80 the main road that runs through that whole where they got the big guardrails that come down so you can't get off the road or you sure, can't get sure. on the road? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Control factor at its best. All right. Listen, Scott, I appreciate you helping me fill in the night, my friend. I love I talking love to you. That last story, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm starting to kickstart it, and, and Sean Raz is going to be uh, talking about it for weeks here. <laughs> We're getting a school bus. That's for the CIA, for God's sake. So they don't have to use our own children's buses. Listen, brother, uh, you're going to be on live. Leave the kids alone. Hey, CIA, leave our kids alone. (laughs) Exactly. Hashtag CIA, leave our kids alone. Scott, you're going to be live. uh, Where again? Let's let everybody know so when I sign off, they can go see you. In 15 minutes, covering the uh, Panama Papers on a uh, five-minute interview, the top five coming out of Tehran in the middle of the night. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and keep in mind early that morning, early morning news, Tehran. And, and keep in mind, most of the articles that I've read about the the these uh, Panama Papers uh, are aren't really yeah. touching on the Americans that are that are involved. You know what I thought? Well, you know what I thought it was? I, I thought it was the big bamboo from Cheech and Chong. For God's sake, I, I could take some big bamboo from Cheech and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a new album from Cheech and Chong, for God's sakes. What? This is real? <laughs> <laughs> it's real. All right, everybody. Uh, make sure you go check out Scott Record here uh, in about uh, 23 minutes, give or take, on Press TV. Uh, he'll be doing his live report. Uh, it won't be as open as it was here, but no, I'm sure it'll be. Uh, you got to follow hey, the you, FCC a little bit there. you getting all stiff. Speaking of getting all stiff and everything, I, I wanted to ask you: Can we do a precursor to the Raz Fest? Because I, I, we gotta, we gotta. It's getting warm now. I, I, Scott, I don't know if I can really take all those words you just said and, <laughs> and not be offended because you want to get stiff and it's warm and wow. I mean, that's a little bit much, my friend. <laughs> Sorry, I should have mixed that all together like that. Okay, so uh, there is a good party coming up at the uh, Orange Blossom Jamboree up in uh, north of you uh, in Brooksville. Uh, it's on May nineteenth. Okay, and you're gonna be so up May- there. I'll be up there if you want to come up and uh, and 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 see what a real Raz festival should look like. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I saw a pretty good Raz festival last time. It was uh, pretty good. Was and speak and speaking of, I'll be in Tampa on the 29th of April for the Alabama Shakes concert. Oh, that sounds cool, man. Maybe I'll, I'll join you in for that. Yeah, so maybe we can meet up somewhere in the middle. Are you staying it's, up there, or are you just going for the night? Uh, we're, we're staying up for the night. We'll be coming uh, home Saturday. Oh, oh. The concert's Friday night. We'll be coming home Saturday. Uh, so, you know, maybe we can get, get a little interaction there. If not, uh, we'll find time. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll stay with you some, somewhere nearby. Yeah, I'll let you know as we get closer, my friend. Sounds good, man. All right, uh, Scott, again, thank you for joining me. Guys, make sure all of you listening know who Scott is. I don't have to explain who he is to you. And I hope you enjoyed our interaction um, and and what we shared. Scott, you have a good night, brother. Uh, Have fun on Press TV. Thanks, sir. All right, sir. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. See you. There goes our buddy Scott. Just another great evening, a Tuesday. You know what? I never told you the date. So before the show's over, i got to tell you, it's uh, April 5th, 2016. You're listening to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. It's what we do. And I want you all to just try a little bit. Just to remain a good human being. 
That, that's all we strive to do. That's all we want to do. To remain at that level of a good human being. I love you guys. Be safe. Be strong. Check out the schedule on Raz Radio if you're looking for something to listen to. Love y'all. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense of weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced to love or to hate. I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes. But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. But I'm trying to be real. They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this bad race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination's face With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole Explode. Moving free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO, lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go.
behind us In the universe the mind us from the moon We'll watch the whole world explode Moving free and guided through the beautiful The silent with the light shone From a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown These don't go Love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bump diggity. Across the 